Hello, everyone. I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Nick Iricchio. And we are the Movie Nights. Well, some of them. If you're watching this, because you want to hear our uncensored, unfiltered thoughts and opinions on the world of movies and entertainment news. So kick back, relax, and thank you for being part of the conversation. What's up, dude? How you doing? You know, I'm good. I'm tired. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. We're recording this on Halloween. Yes, we are. And we're posting it. Yep, and we're posting it on the day that rent is due. So I am much happier right now than I will be tomorrow. Correct. So, also, uh, yeah. uh, Just a quick note for our our listeners and viewers I've been sick the past few days. What? So, if you hear me coughing or sucking on a cough drop, I'm sorry. I'm glad that sentence ended with cough drop. So, we have a big (laughs) show set for you guys today. And uh, basically, it's actually going to start off the top with a few things that like ju- literally just dropped as you're about to start recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, we reported a while ago that Marvel was making a Wonder Man series yes. with um, the director of Shang-Chi, Dustin Daniel Creighton, mm-hmm. attached to the project. And um, apparently, according to Deadline, they have their Wonder Man. Apparently, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II is in final negotiations to play Wonder Man, which... The Black Manta? The Black Manta, which is awesome. One, because I love that actor. He's incredible. Yes. And two, count me as excited for the show now because I really didn't care all that much. I mean, I like the character, but it was just kind of like one of those, all right, Mm -hmm. things. But hey, I'll watch anything Yaya does, and especially if it's, you know, big IP related because I I love him as Black Manta. He's so good. I cannot wait for Aquaman 2. Incredible. Yes. So really quick, what are your thoughts on uh, the casting for Wonder Man? I think that's great. I mean, I don't really know much about the character other than what we kind of reported about that articles talked about, but Mm -hmm. I was always interested just because of... Dustin Daniel Creighton's involvement in it because mm-hmm. I love Shang Chi so much. Yes, um, and I'm curious how involved he'll be with it now that he's doing uh, uh, King Dynasty. Yeah, but I think he, uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen II is a great actor. Love him as Black Manta, the yes. best part of Aquaman. Yes, which had a lot of great parts personally. Yes, um, and uh, he was even great in Candyman, which I didn't really care for. That he, much, was but he was excellent in Candyman, and yeah. I heard great things about him on the Watchmen series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and count him now as another actor that has uh, crossed over into both Marvel and DC. Yes, we're going to be talking about a lot of people doing that later in the <laughs> show. Uh, but yes, that's one off the top. Another off the top is um, Deadline is also reporting that A24, you know, infamous mm-hmm. indie filmmaking uh, distribution group, is going to be developing... Or genre, if you ask certain people. Yes, right. <laughs> is uh, developing a Friday the 13th TV show called Crystal Lake... It's a pre. It apparently will act as a prequel to the events of the first film. I don't know if it's going to be a. I haven't read the whole article because mm-hmm. like they just dropped, but uh, I don't know if it's going to be a contemporary prequel like Bates Motel was. How it's a prequel, but it takes place today, okay. or if it's going to be a prequel set in the eighty. I need to re- look into it more. But there's a Friday Thirteenth show coming, and that's telling because. The whole Friday the 13th rights debacle that was going on between the original creator and all of the studios has finally kind of settled down. And I think this may be one of the first projects because of the settling lawsuits. Mm-hmm. And as you know, not the biggest fan of the Friday the 13th franchise, but I go in with optimism on every single one. So I will try to give this show a watch and see how it goes, especially with A24. I'm interested. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm about it. I always like them. This means that maybe we'll get a prequel one day to... Uh... The best Friday the 13th movie, Jason Takes Manhattan, which I would be all about. Um, I mean, A24 is a great, obviously, movie studio Mm -hmm. production company behind it. So I'm definitely intrigued. I like the first movie. So question for you. Go on. Um, Jason Takes Manhattan. How long was he in Manhattan? About 20 minutes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Roughly. Roughly. Yeah. Rough estimate. Rough estimate. Probably less. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. 
You That's know, why it's the I, best. I I legit enjoy Freddy versus Jason. Mm. It is a whack movie. Well, there's Jason X. Okay, you know what? Jason X is, Jason Jason in X space is, is great. great. Yeah, I mean, come on. But Freddy versus Jason, it's really campy fun, and there's a lot of it that it goes too far in that mm-hmm. direction. It's just stupid. But the actual plot of that movie is awesome. Like, the reason why they're fighting is, like, actually really interesting. Can you give me a quick refresher? I don't yes. remember. Yes, so everyone in, on Elm Street has forgotten about Freddy. Uh-huh. And he can't exist in the dream world and in the real world if he's forgotten about. That's his one thing. He has to be constantly in the minds of people and he's in hell because he died in his previous movie and he searches the bowels of hell for someone to help bring him back to elm street and jason's there because it takes place after uh, jason goes to hell (laughs) and he (laughs) and he finds jason and he thrusts him into the nightmares of the people on elm street he murders them and then when the cops show up to the elm street murders they're like oh my god maybe this was freddy krueger and then that brings him back but the problem is, Jason won't stop killing teenagers. And Freddy's like, God damn it. I want to do this. And then they fight. And it's brilliant. That's love actually it. pretty genius. It's so great. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, now we're going to get into the main topics of the show today. Nicholas, what do you got for us first? Our first one comes to us from Deadline. Deadline's now hearing from several sources close to the project that not only is Damon Lindelof developing a new Star Wars film for Lucasfilm, but that Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy has been set as the director. And then The Hollywood uh, Reporter also did a yes. follow-up on that story, and what did they have to say Yes, about The Hollywood it? Reporter says, Sources tell The Hollywood Reporter that Lindelof is writing the new Star Wars script with Justin Britt Gibson. Britt Gibson, however, comes to the job after a secret writer's room that began coming together after this year's Star Wars celebration. The room held a two-week session in July, Dave Filoni, a protege of Star Wars creator George Lucas, who was involved in many of the shows, may have also been present. Thank you. So, um, new Star Wars movie, and mm-hmm. also in that report it goes on to say that it does take place after Rise of Skywalker. It's intended as a stand- standalone project, but if it does well, then great. And you may be thinking, why would why didn't they announce this movie? Well, because Disney has told Kathleen Kennedy, this is true. The head of Lucasfilm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Disney has told the head of Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, that she is not allowed to announce any more Star Wars movies. Because <laughs> she has a track record of announcing movies that just don't happen. Mm-hmm. Or get pushed off into existence. And they're like, stop doing that. So, hence the secret writer's room. Hence all of this. You know, yeah. they, they want to make a new Star Wars movie. I'm still upset we haven't gotten Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron. I hope we get it before we die. Mm-hmm. I was so excited about the prospect of that movie. For those of you that don't know, uh, Patty Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman, was going to make a basically World War II fighter pilot movie, but it was X-Wings in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Awesome. Still want to see it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, to this story, um, Damon Lindelof... Most recently did the Watchmen. He was the showrunner of the Watchmen series. Okay. He's done a bunch of movie work as well. He was one of the writers on Prometheus. He um, has a mixed body of work. I think most famously, I believe he was involved in Lost, the Mm -hmm. TV show. I believe him and J.J. Abrams, that was kind of their claims to fame. I want to say it was Damon Lindelof. If I'm wrong, please correct me in the comments. But um, in terms of my thoughts on this, I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, I like a lot of... Mr. Lindelof's work. I think he's a good writer. I think the projects in which didn't turn out very well wasn't necessarily his fault. And uh, the director that they mentioned, by the way, in the story is a director of several Miss Marvel episodes. Okay. And I enjoyed that show. And I I think that 
I'm going to remain optimistic. And if they're not announcing it, it's because, you know, obviously they're not allowed to anymore, but they also want to make sure they have something good and ready to go. And the fact that they're doing writer's rooms and they're bringing in all their creatives, I think it's a good sign that there are things to come. What are your thoughts? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I never watched the Watchmen show. Um, I thought Prometheus was all right. Mm-hmm. I think it did something, tried to do something interesting, and, and I've never watched Lost. And he was also brought in really late in the game to do rewrites on Prometheus. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'd have to look up more about what he, work he's done, like his mm-hmm. body work, just so I can kind of have more of a personal connection. But yeah. I think, uh, well, one, I love Miss Marvel, so I mm-hmm. thought it was very well directed to. Yeah. Uh, so sold on that. Uh, I think the more interesting thing is it being set after Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Because I know they have, like, the projects now, like, uh, they had Kenobi. Mm-hmm. They have Andor currently running, which is fantastic. I'm, only, I'm still only two episodes in. Oh, it just gets better and better every That's week. what I hear. Like, it's insane. Um, and all that stuff takes place before, obviously, a lot of the stuff. So I really felt like at post-Rise of Skywalker, especially how that was received, mm-hmm. they would try to be moving away from that. And while it may not have connections and stuff like that, the fact that it's still kind of following that sort of storyline still like the aftermath and everything i think is an interesting choice i'm Mm -hmm. more interested to see how that plays out than anything yeah no me too and and like we knew that they were going to eventually make stories after rise of skywalker yeah Uh, i'm excited for new characters hopefully they don't make the same mistake that they did with rise of skywalker and try to make everything connected to Mm -hmm. one goddamn family and the biggest universe like galaxy in the universe yeah Right, Skywalker. I'm not a fan of it, but uh, <laughs> but yes. What do you guys think about Damon Lindelof developing a new Star Wars movie with the director of some episodes of Miss Marvel? Let us know as we move on to our next story. Nick, what do you got for us next? Our next story comes to us from Deadline. Uh, Guy Ritchie, who we love, we love Guy Ritchie, and Top Gun Maverick producer Jerry Bruckheimer. We, we love, love Jerry, Jerry Bruckheimer. Bruckheimer. Yeah, Kangaroo Jack. Have in. <laughs> I'm so glad that you laughed at that. I took a risk there. (laughs) Guy Ritchie and Top Gun Maverick producer Jerry Bruckheimer have enlisted Superman Henry Cavill and Baby Driver star Isa Gonzalez to lead their World War II action spy movie, The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Yes. So first of all, fuck yes. Yep. Immediately. Correct. Um, We love Guy Ritchie, one. Two, Henry Cavill and Isa Gonzalez. Get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> I love both of those actors very much. Um, and Asia Gonzalez has been kind of getting gypped by her agent because she hasn't really been in a project as good as Baby Driver, her first one that put her on the map. I mean, she's been in other stuff before that. She's but... been in the big movies. She was in Hobbs and Shaw. She yes. was in Kong, uh, yeah. Godzilla vs. Kong. But, mm-hmm. but like, we know how those movies are. Yeah, but yeah. like, but she, and she was legit great in Baby Driver. Fantastic. She's great in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that with this... They can do some more stuff. Guy Ritchie's been on a roll recently. Guy Ritchie's been crushing it. Thank yes. you, Disney. Thank you, Disney. Thank you, Aladdin, for, for giving, giving us more Guy Ritchie. his confidence back. Okay. Every time we talk about Guy Ritchie, this comes up, but I don't give a fuck. I'm doing it again. King Arthur and the Legend of the Sword is a fucking great movie. <laughs> great, great movie. It didn't deserve to be one of the biggest box office flops of all time, and I'm so happy that he failed upwards because his next project was a billion-dollar movie. <laughs> that makes no sense. I'm so happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yes. Anyway, going back to this film, mm-hmm. um, match made in heaven. I think this is a great idea. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I love Guy Ritchie and Henry Cavill can do action and stunts as we saw with you know Superman and Mission, uh, Impossible. Mission Impossible. 
and some Guy Ritchie action and war action. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. And Henry Cavill's worked with Guy Ritchie's uh, BFF, Matthew Vaughn, and The Man from Uncle. Oh, this so, is true. Yes. That was another period piece type thing. Yeah. And again, Isa Gonzalez is fantastic actress as well. Yes. So I'm pumped as well for that. And she could do the action stunts too. So I feel like this will be a great movie and just let Guy Ritchie do everything. I know. I am. I fully agree with you. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about Guy Ritchie's new film starring Henry Cavill and Isa Gonzalez? Let us know as we move on to our next Henry Cavill story that the internet didn't mind at all. Mm-mm. Her next to us comes straight from Netflix. Themselves. Them- themselves. They got ahead of it. <laughs> While The Witcher Season 3 hasn't even debuted yet, it's already been renewed for a fourth season. But there's a catch. In Season 4, Liam Hemsworth will step up in as the titular monster hunter Geralt of Rivia, the role Henry Cavill originated in the first three seasons. Yes. So um, this kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm happy about it. <laughs> I'll tell you why, though. Okay, so I don't watch The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's a great show, and Henry Cavill loves The Witcher. All, you know, sad for the fans to see Henry Cavill leave. Mm-hmm. I have a couple things to say about this. One, Superman is back back. Like It's <laughs> like it's not just like, oh, oh, you know, because he, he could have done both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's back back, and it means he's back soon. Well, he's got the Guy Ritchie thing, too. Yeah. So he's... He's busy, busy. boy. <laughs> this just makes me happy, one. <laughs> but two, I'm going to say something. Liam Hemsworth. I fucking love him, <laughs> and I don't think he gets enough credit. I do like Liam Hemsworth a lot. And you know what? I'm going to say something real controversial here. He was fucking great in Expendables 2. <laughs> All of Expendables 2 is fucking great. What are you talking about? I agree. From director Simon West, director of Con Air. The greatest movie of all time, making the second greatest movie of all time. (laughs) I know. It's crazy. But, like, Liam Hemsworth was great in that. I thought he was great in the Hunger Games movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Even the ones that were shit, I thought he was good in. Mm -hmm. And um, I haven't seen him in a whole lot. I know he recently did that comedy with Rebel Wilson, but apparently he's great in it. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. That movie was really funny. I know. I, you could tell it was really funny because I can't remember the name of it right now. <laughs> but it was like the musical where it was like a, yeah. making fun of rom-coms. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, very funny. And I heard he was great. Oh, hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the Hemsworth brothers need to do a comedy. They're fucking hilarious. All three of them. Yes. Uh, what's the other one? The one on uh, Luke. Luke. Yeah, Luke, Luke Hemsworth. He's on, on Westworld. Westworld. Yeah. And he's great. Yeah, dude, Westworld. I haven't even started season four. That's My God. Good. It, you saw it? Yeah. God, I can't even think about how behind I am right now. But uh, but yeah. Um, so while I understand it, also good on the showrunners and the people for just being like, story is important. Casting casting it casting a new person. Yeah. And you know it was seems to be as cordial as it can be because like Henry Cavill posted, like Liam Hemsworth is taking up yeah. the sword. So you know if, if there was bad blood or if there was like a fight with contracts, like it'd be all over the trades. Oh yeah, we'd be hearing all the kinds of stories coming out about it. And apparently, he signed a three-year contract. It expired. Stuff has happened now where he's going to be busy. Yeah, and was just like, excuse me, can't do it anymore. You know? Do you think there was some Netflix executive that was like, "Hey, James Gunn's going to take over DC," and like Henry Cavill was like signing the? He went, "I'm sorry, what? <laughs> What's happening?" Um, I don't know. You know, yeah. I, I think that, um, I think Henry Cavill took a three-year deal mm-hmm. to have this option. Gotcha. And I think he's happy that he took that deal. Mm-hmm. And I know the showrunners say that has a seven-season arc. Can you name a Netflix show that has seven seasons? 
No. What, Stranger Things and House of Cards all have like six, right? House five, of Cards six. went six. Stranger Things is doing five. Yeah. And those are the exceptions to the rule. Like those are Yeah, those are the hits. popular, popular yeah. ones. Yeah, no, after that, forget about it. Yeah. Netflix is usually a two and done yeah. kind of deal. If you're lucky. Rip Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, from what I saw online, and I could be entirely wrong here, mm-hmm. so just from what I've read, uh, one, Henry Cavill, massive gamer, as we know. Yes. Loves it. And apparently loves The Witcher, like the games and everything. And the books. and uh, Yeah, and the books. And apparently he's just a walking encyclopedia on set. But apparently... They, God, he's so hot. Appa- right? Yeah. But apparently the writers and the show has taken liberties or changed things that have <laughs> upset the fan base. So maybe Henry Cavill just can't fight the good fight anymore. He's like, guys, I'm trying. <laughs> I, I think this. I've heard that too. Yeah. If it's true, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know, you know, because it's, like, it's, look, I'm a huge fan of many things. Mm-hmm. If I got cast in that thing and they completely changed everything, but I was still getting millions of dollars to be in the thing, I'd shut the fuck up. Yeah. That, you know, that's like, a completely valid point. Like, you know, like even if I was a big fan of it, you know, because you can always just trash it afterwards. <laughs> like yeah. how many times have we seen actors like, oh, that movie I did a year ago fucking couldn't stand it you know george clooney to batman yeah <laughs> ryan reynolds to blade three like yeah. you know there's tons of examples on that mm-hmm. but you know if it's true that's funny um i honestly think that there's a lot more to it than that even yeah. if that is oh, the yeah, case definitely. but still worth noting uh but yeah what do you guys think about henry cavill fucking off from the witcher to what potentially seems to be a new superman deal which the next story we're going to talk about i think we're going to get an intimate announcement of a superman movie (laughs) move on to the next story nicholas uh next story comes to us from the hollywood reporter in a stunning turn of events filmmaker james gunn and producer peter safran have been tapped to lead dc's film tv and animation efforts as co-chairs and co-ceos of the newly formed dc studios a division at warner brothers that will replace dc films I butchered that quote reading, but that's okay. You recovered. I recovered. We brought it back. Yes, we did. Okay. I know that there's been a lot of talk of uh, this particular news subject. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> I'm a huge <laughs> fan I'm of it. I'm a fan of it. I don't see how people couldn't be. Okay, so here, here's the thing. One, this means that the Harley Quinn show ain't never getting canceled. <laughs> oh, and, no. And I'm so happy about Not that. Uh, James Gunn did a voice on the most recent season, yeah. and yeah. also Harley Quinn's his favorite character. Yeah, ain't never getting canceled. <laughs> Probably more funding, if yes. anything. Yes, <laughs> very so excited about that. Two, um, I'm curious because like they start when this episode posts November first, they start today. Yeah, at DC, and I have a feeling it's going to be like when a new president gets elected, and there's just weeks of them just like. <laughs> like just flooding through shit yeah i hope we hear about about a bunch of stuff getting canceled i hope we hear about a bunch of stuff getting greenlit (laughs) i hope it's just a fucking madhouse and but here's what i'm curious about though because what they haven't talked about is like what exactly they're gonna do yeah but i should point out though james gunn obviously you guys know famous filmmaker guardians of the galaxy the suicide squad peter saffron is a producer who helped produce a lot of the conjuring films and um, he recently did, he did Shazam, The Suicide Squad, Aquaman, a couple of those. Peacemaker. Peacemaker, a couple yeah. of those DC stuff. So you have the creative and the executive. They were looking for a Kevin Feige 
who is both of those things. Yeah. And they were like, that person doesn't exist anymore, do they? They <laughs> it's were not like, real. It's no. just Kevin Feige. They were like, it's just him. They're like, all right, we'll get two people. And so, one, I'm happy about this. Two, James Gunn signed a four-year exclusive deal with DC that kicks in after Guardians 3 releases. Mm, okay. So, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's cool, but, like, you know, <laughs> it's just so funny. Like, I think, I, I, I don't even think it's Warner Brothers. I think it's DC. He has, like, a exclusive. Oh, like, he can only work on DC projects. Yes. Like, he can't make anything. He can't pitch to Warner Brothers a movie. I'm pretty sure. Wow. And if you're going to be the CEO of a, a co-CEO of a company, you kind of have to. No, correct. You know, yeah. but, well, I would have thought it would have branched into, because obviously he has more stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. So here's what excites me. Okay, one, let's address it. Let's address the elephant in the room. No, I have no idea if they're going to do more Snyder stuff. Probably not. But I don't think that was going to happen anyway. No, that they, they could have hired Zack Snyder yeah. as the CEO. And it probably still would have happened. And it would not have happened. As much as I... And here's the thing. Yeah. The internet needs to know this. For newcomers... Love Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Yes. I'm pissed we're not getting the, the future ones. But just because I'm saying, hey, I don't think we're getting the future ones, doesn't mean I don't enjoy them. Mm-hmm. So let's get that out there. One. Two, really like the Suicide Squad, really like Peacemaker, and I'm glad that we're going to be seeing more of that. Three, James Gunn has worked under Kevin Feige, who worked under Alan Horn, who James Gunn now works for, kind of, because he's shepherding yeah. that universe. So I think a lot of people are saying like, oh no, James Gunn's going to make everything exactly like Marvel, exactly like Marvel. I don't think so. Because while James Gunn may like, I think James Gunn is going to take everything he likes about Marvel and everything he doesn't like about Marvel and apply both. I think the fact that you can't make R-rated films at Marvel, not a problem for James Gunn. Yeah. I think the fact that, you know, there's this certain tonal thing that has to be hit every time. I don't think you're going to get that with James Gunn. Look at the Suicide Squad. Exactly. I like. I think. Yeah. I think that it's going to be a great plan. And from the executive side, who's going to be making the deals, getting things done on Peter Safran's side, I think that's great. Also, mm-hmm. I see this as an absolute win. And um, I think by the end of the week, or at least maybe in the next ninety days. I know that's a big gap. <laughs> a little by the end of the year i think we're gonna get a, a superman movie announcement and i would not be shocked if james gunn is directing it oh wow you think he'd put that much on his plate on top mm-hmm. of it yeah fair i would that means we might get blood sport in it, and i'm fine with that yep absolutely <laughs> also i'm gonna throw a question to you Go on. during the whole the suicide squad press tour yeah someone who is very supportive of james gunn and someone who is very kind and respectful to him was this little guy named David Ayer. Mm. And maybe you know that like the Snyder Cut, there are many, many petitions and many calls to release the Ayer Cut of Suicide Squad, which was also heavily fucked with yeah. by studio executives. Like, that story is also pretty fucked up. Obviously, it's not as fucked up as the Zack Snyder one. Yeah. But like, they hired a trailer company to come re-edit the movie. Like, it's yeah. insanity. He's been very supportive of James Gunn, and him and James Gunn have had back and public back and forths that were very pleasant and very kind with one another. Mm-hmm. And when they announced the news, David Ayer even tweeted, this is fantastic news for DC. This is a great, lovely thing. Yeah. <laughs> you think as a, like, a respect my brethren move, James Gunn, and to win over some of the Snyder people, James Gunn might release the Ayer cut on HBO Max? Ooh, that's a tough one. I think it's more possible with him in charge than before. I will say that. Yeah, but I think we went from like 
a 20% chance of that happening to like a 30. Yeah. Like, I don't think we made a big jump here, uh-huh. but I, it's possible. I mean, yeah, I guess that depends on Peter Safran's take on everything too. Cause uh-huh. obviously he'll have a say on, you know, the benefit of it and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. Cause here's my thing. David Zaslav has said that he wants someone to come in and do a 10 year plan. Yeah. Which is what James Gunn and Peter Safran are going to be doing. Yeah. Here's my question. Does that 10-year plan, that 10-year plan starts with after all the movies that they have nothing to do with come out. Yeah. And these movies are releasing through like 2024, I think, or the end of 2023 with yeah. Aquaman 2. I think that's the last one that they... That's next December. Yes. Yeah. So their 10-year plan starts in 2024. Does this 10-year plan wrap up this universe and start a new one? Mm. Does it continue this for 10 years what is the 10-year plan well also are they involved in the other world stuff like okay so this is a good question yes they are not producing joker 2 okay and the article talks about the batman because the batman is obviously in a separate universe and matt reeves's baby yeah Mm. but the funny thing is the article literally states we have no word on if peter saffron and james gunn are producing that movie because a script hasn't been turned in yet for the batman fair he's doing it again matt reeves is yeah. doing it again where he's like oh, i'll get it to you and i get it to you. <laughs> it's funny it's just funny yeah hell. that that movie probably won't come out till 2025 <laughs> yeah oh no earliest yeah but like all those plans that we talked about in the article last week mm-hmm. clay phase professor like all that stuff is that under their banner because then are they just because then to me that doesn't read as them being ceos of dc studios yeah well i think what's going on is Joker, because Joker 2 already started pre-production. That's fine, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And Joker 2 is going to be released under the Warner Brothers banner. Okay. So Batman might be released under Cause, the Because you know how DC Studios is replacing DC Films? Yes. I think Joker is going to be releasing the last thing released under DC Films. Okay. And that will carry on, which means the Batman will be made by DC Studios, but I do not think they're going to try to incorporate that world into the current DCU, which they've renamed, thank fuck. What'd they name it? DCU instead of DCEU. <laughs> nice little rip off, but I'll take it. Yeah, they're, they're call, but they're calling it the DC Universe. Mm. So I see. Yeah, yeah. Which so it I can like. Incorporate the Elseworld. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but I don't think they're going to incorporate that into the what was the DCEU. I don't think they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they are going to let that be its thing. But I do think they will help produce and shepherd those movies. We'll see. Mm-hmm. another big takeaway from this is the fact that dc studios is going to be its own studio like marvel that is genius brilliant yeah all right i'm now i'm gonna throw i've been throwing kind of kind of soft pitches to you can, nicholas can i can i before you do that can mm-hmm. i just say also something mm-hmm. that has greatly increased now that james gunn is in charge it means we got, might get the weasel again <laughs> Oh, we're absolutely getting Weasel again. 100%. It's just a matter of when. How does that, How happy does that make you? Very happy. That's got to be a Peacemaker 2 thing, right? Weasel versus Black Adam. <laughs> the higher, the real hierarchy of power will change. Oh, my God. I love Weasel so much. <laughs> yes. Um, definitely. That makes me happy. Yes. <laughs> You're hardball. My hardball question. James Gunn has worked with Kevin Feige for many, many years. Mm-hmm. He now runs DC. Whenever you see a picture of Kevin Feige and James Gunn, you're looking at the people who run DC and Marvel. Yeah. Yester, or er, two weeks ago, 
the odds of a Marvel DC crossover movie were negative a thousand. Mm-hmm. Now it's two percent. Two percent? That's a big gap. By twenty twenty six. You think we see one? No way in hell. By twenty twenty six. They would have to start doing that a year ago. It's a good thing they got movies coming out through twenty twenty four. There's no way in hell. By twenty twenty eight. No. In our lifetime, which was not possible two weeks ago. In our lifetime. From a logistics standpoint. In our lifetime. Yes. I just hope it's Ben Affleck. In our lifetime? Yeah. (laughs) He'll be long gone. No, he'll outlive us. Yeah, he will. Uh, In our lifetime, so before 2025. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was good. But anyway, I'm just just throwing stuff out there. Um... Do we think we get Batfleck back just in general? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I fucking hope so. I love him so much. There, there's a lot of possibilities. And the thing is, I, I don't think they're going to wrap up the DCEU because Henry Cavill's Superman. Mm-hmm. So that innately just brings it forward. Yeah. But maybe they'll just like start rebuilding something new. There'll be some The Flash that. still has not come out. The Flash still has not come out. That is accurate. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what that movie does. Mm-hmm. Anyway, guys, what do you guys think about James Gunn and Peter Safran running DC Studios as its own studio at Warner Brothers? Let us know in the comments as we move on to another DC story. All right. Our next DC story comes from The Hollywood Reporter. The drama. Uh, <laughs> this is in regards to uh, the Green Lantern TV show. The drama, which has been in the works since late 2019, will now focus on Jon Stewart, one of DC's first black superheroes. The series, from executive producer Greg Berlanti, was to originally have revolved around Guy Gardner and Alan Scott and have already cast Finn Whitrock from Ratched and Jeremy Irvine from Treadstone as the respective Green Lanterns. Seth Graham Smith has departed the series after completing scripts for a full season of eight episodes. Sources say Graham Smith, who signed on... (coughs) who signed on as a writer and showrunner a year after Green Lantern was announced, chose to leave the project after weathering another number of regime changes at HBO Max. I love how you're sick, and I <coughs> made you read all of these still. Ugh. This is great. It wasn't until about halfway through that I was like, you know what, I probably should have t- taken over the, the duties on that. <laughs> I can do the short ones, the long yeah, ones. That, that, to get a little winded. That was a big <laughs> one. That was a big one. Um, so, yeah, a lot of drama surrounding the Green Lantern HBO Max show that they feel like they announced 80 years ago. Mm-hmm. Another thing to point out that I didn't fit in the quotes, they're cutting the budget significantly. Ooh. Because Zazlav. And, um, the axe thirsts for blood. It does. And here's also what's funny. <laughs> Seth Graham Smith who was the showrunner of the Green Lantern show when was focusing on the other lanterns and is now who wrote eight full episodes, turned them in, and is now leaving, was one of the directors who was going to direct The Flash and left that as well. This poor guy. <laughs> this poor guy can't get a fucking break. But um, I'm mixed on this. One, I'm happy that we're getting a fucking Jon Stewart thing. I mm-hmm. love his Green Lantern. I am sad for the actress that they casted. I'm hoping that they have small roles in the show and they can still keep them just as like a, sorry about that. Ooh, all right. Yep. Here's a cameo. Fuck yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, it, it just goes to show that things are changing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who knows what James Gunn and Peter Safran are going to do when they get in there. But I'm glad that it's Jon Stewart. Do you think they have the balls to cast the actor that was deleted from Zack Snyder's Justice League? Absolutely not. There's no way. It would be funny, though. It would be. 
it would be funny. There's no way they want to give any Zack Snyder fans just like a morsel of a chance of something. They... Even it's deleted. Even if it's deleted, they'll be like, "The Snyderverse been restored." Is this what this means? Well, they casted Kirstie Clemens in the Flash. They did cast Kirstie Clemens in the Flash. Who's to say? There's a chance. So you're telling me so there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. But anyway, look, I'm excited for a Green Lantern show. <coughs> I feel bad for the creatives who worked on it and now it's being reworked. That happens all the time. But I'm glad that the new leadership at DC and Warner Brothers is finally just like, why are we making a show about them? <laughs> like Jon Stewart. And um, I hope that this is part of the DCEU and ties in, like Peacemaker, because I know that Zaslav wants that to happen. Mm-hmm. And we'll see. I love Jon Stewart. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think it's great. I, I mean, I, obviously the Ryan Reynolds movie happened, and we haven't really gotten much Green Lantern content since then. Yeah. Um. So I'm interested to see the take on it, especially if it remains a drama. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to see for sure. Um. But on that, yeah, I, re- I don't really have much connection to Green Lantern. That like kind of lore, I'm not really overly familiar with it. Just the little bits we've pretty rad. from stuff. Um, I think it's one of those things that just hasn't been translated properly to screen for me mm-hmm. to take it, but I've heard great things about the comics and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know Jon Stewart, though, and I think that's a great choice to do it. Yes. And I'm very interested to see who they cast. Well, because part of it, too, why they del- made him change from Green Lantern to Martian Manhunter was because mm-hmm. they wanted the right to cast their Jon Stewart, right? Yeah. So I feel like that already tells you. like That was also different leadership. It was different. You know, that's fair. I don't know. I don't think it's happening. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. What do you guys think about all the changes to the uh, DC Green Lantern series? Let us know as we move on to our next story. Now we got Marvel news on what? The, on this show. You look like Marvel fan. <laughs> Good pull. <laughs> uh, our next story comes to us from Deadline after... <laughs> Sorry. By the way, you can go first after you read this. Okay. I don't know. You're more excited than me. (coughs) Apologies. After writing and producing the first two Venom films, Kelly Marcel is ready to make the jump into the director's chair. As sources tell Deadline, she is set to helm Marvel and Sony Pictures Venom 3, starring Tom Hardy. Fuck yeah. (laughs) I love the Venom movies. Both of them, severely <laughs> underrated. People shit on them all the time, and I'm like, for why? <laughs> Giant monster alien eat people and Tom Hardy. He's just a fun, silly little guy. Wants to do silly little alien things. That's the best TED Talk I've ever been to. <laughs> Venom. <laughs> um, I believe she was, uh, yeah, she wrote and directed the first two, which I love, or wrote and uh, produced the first two movies which I'm a big fan of, and she worked very closely with Tom Hardy to make the second, and I believe mm-hmm. Tom Hardy's heavily involved in the third. Yep. Um, now, I'm not saying that writing and producing leads to directing, but give her a shot. Why not? Mm-hmm. If you're not going to bring back Andy Serkis or... Um, uh, ooh, mm, Come on, on, one of your favorites, I'll dude. get it, I'll get it, I'll get it, I'll get it. <laughs> you got to help me here. You got to help me. You gotta help. Me I can't out. face the music. You gotta help me out. Ruben Fleischer. <laughs> Ruben Fleischer. <coughs> you're doing great, kids. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not, oh shit. 
if you're not gonna bring back sorry norman <laughs> if you're not gonna bring back ruben fleischer or andy circus to direct it why not if she really cares about the character and passionate she'll put the time into it and i'm excited to see the best part about this is venom 3 is confirmed yes what's not to love i agree so my relationship with the venom movies i don't hate the first one but i don't love it uh-huh I enjoyed the second one. Second one's fun. Second one's fun. I'm looking forward to the third one. I loved how we went to the MCU for a total of five minutes. It's, <laughs> it's my favorite thing that's ever happened in movies. Sony said, put him in the MCU. And Kevin Feige said, get him the fuck Look out. out. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Um, but okay, you're, are you ready for a roller coaster mm-hmm. of emotions? These are the screenplays that this writer has written. First feature film. She did a TV series called Terra Nova for a while. <gasps> I fucking loved Terra Nova. She's the creator of Terra Nova. She's the creator of Terra Nova? The writer of the Venom movie. It's got Stephen Lang in it. Yes. And then guess what her first feature screenplay was? Gone. Saving Mr. Banks. Oh, hell yeah. I love that movie. Guess what she followed it up with? Hmm. Fifty Shades of Grey. Hell yeah. Go on. Then Venom. This all tracks from Fifty Shades of Grey right into Venom. Then Corella, which was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Then Venom 2. <laughs> then a new TV series called The Changeling. And then Venom 3. Here's what I've heard. Certified banger after certified <laughs> banger. A movie where he does, in fact, banger. Oh, got him. And then the Venom movies. <laughs> Which are also certified bangers. Yes. Where he bangs her. <laughs> I've L- heard no skips on this album. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she's going to make her directing debut with Venom 3. I'm excited for her. And I... I think that's good Good for her. All right. Over or under 20% Spider-Man's in it. Ooh. A Spider-Man? Or Tom Holland Spider-Man? Tom Holland. Under 20. Over or under 40, Andrew Garfield? Under. Under 40? Under 40. Over or under 45, any fucking Spider-Man? Over. Ah... Oscar Isaac. <laughs> um, I think they'll be... I don't know. I think they're going to do a different Spider-Man for the Sony universe. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to try to retroactively make it Garfield's verse? Maybe. I think they might do Miles Morales. Oh, that'd be interesting. Which would be really cool. Yeah. Um, Madam Web is happening, and I'm just... I need to know what's going on in that fucking movie. I guess we'll probably get more answers based off of those movies. Yeah. And Craven. Oh, Craven. I'm so excited for Craven. I can't wait for Craven. Craven the animal lover. But Craven um, and Madam Web, I think, will give us hopefully a direction on all of it. Yes, I agree. What do you guys think of the writer of the Venom films making her directorial debut to direct Venom 3 as she develops the script with Tom Hardy? Let us know as we move on to our final story of today. Nick, what do you got? <clears throat> our last one, buddy. Last, our last story comes to us from The Hollywood Reporter. Titled vision quest which is fucking awesome the potential series which is opening a writer's room next week will be about the vision played by paul petney trying to regain his memory and humanity i hear while the focus is on vision word is there's a possibility for wanda maximoff elizabeth olsen 
to appear. Thank you for that. And while THR did report on that, I do want to give credit where credit's due. Jeff Schneider on the Hot Mike podcast is the one who dropped it. Ooh. He also said, I didn't make it a headline, but he also said that he knows for a fact that the villain of Fantastic Four will not be Doctor Doom. Mm. Which we'll get into. Mole Man. (laughs) You're so right. Listen. Listen. You want to get me interested in the Fantastic Four again? Uh Uh-huh. Put Mole Man in there. Okay. But what if it was Justin Hammer for absolutely no reason? That's how you get me in the seat. (laughs) A thousand percent. Anyway, going back to the story, Vision Quest, amazing. What a title. That wrestling movie in the 80s was pretty good. Vision Quest? (laughs) That's an actual movie. Yeah. (laughs) And it's got Matthew Modine. I think it has Matthew Modine in it. Love Matthew Modine. Same. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, mark this under. All right. You know? Cool. I'm going to watch it. Not where I thought it was going with Vision. Nope. Thought he was just going to... I thought he was going to be the catalyst for Armor Wars. Maybe. Same. I... So is this White Vision then? Probably. Yeah, it has to be. Mm -hmm. And like when I saw White Vision fly away in WandaVision, I was like... They're going to do something. <laughs> yeah. Look at that, Marvel. And a I, loose end. I just thought it was Kevin Feige being like, I like Paul Bettany. Make sure he's alive. <laughs> you keep him alive. <laughs> We've killed him three times. I said keep him alive. Yeah, you keep him alive this time. <laughs> Kevin knows all. You have him kill the other Vision and then he flies off okay. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, I'm curious about it, though. I mean, you know, Marvel's been making a lot of decisions that apparently is all leading to Secret Wars, which I'm interested in. And, hey, if this is what they had planned, great. If Wanda appears, I'm more interested. Because she's not dead. She's not dead. But Rock fall. <laughs> Rock did fall, Nicholas. You're correct. Um, but, but either way, I'm going to watch it. I love mm. Paul Bettany. I love these guys. His contract expired after WandaVision, I'm pretty sure. So if he made a new one for this, it must be pretty good. At least the wow. idea, the writer's room is opening. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I love Paul Bettany. I think Vision's been a character that was so interesting when they introduced him and then has been kind of nerfed and sidelined for a bit. And I love, like, kind of just the the philosophicalness of the character, especially in, like, the finale of WandaVision, how that battle plays out and everything. So I'm interested to do a full show with it. And I hope we get some Wanda Maximoff because I think those characters just go hand in hand. The fact Mm -hmm. that Vision wasn't in Multiverse of Madness felt weird to me. Mm -hmm. Um but I think that's great. What a night name too. WandaVision and Vision Quest. That's awesome. Love it. Um, so regain his memory and humanity. So I'm all for it. And give Paul Bettany more work. Always. Do you think we could get hints of this from Agatha House of Harkness? Oh, maybe. That's gearing up production soon, right? Mm-hmm. Has there been any news on that? Like It's just, it's happening. Other casting or no? Not really. There was a fake one that went around that made me upset. What but... was it? Said that Evan Peters was coming back. <laughs> oh, I heard him for Wonder Man. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. I would love that. Yep. I don't want to get ahead of myself, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to get too excited. Yeah. I hope Agatha, we're going to spiral here for a minute. Yeah. I hope they get all the other like comedy actresses. Oh, my God. Like Leslie Mann. Yeah. Amy Poehler. Maya Ru- Listen, my- um, Maya Rudolph gets to join the MCU. You're going to see a very happy Nick. If Taylor Tomlinson gets to join the MCU, you're going to see a very happy Dalton. Can we get Barb and Star in the MCU? In Agatha's Harkness. Anything's possible in the multiverse, Nicholas. This is fair. Um, 
no, but I, I'm very excited and intrigued by Vision Quest. Um, I'm curious if this will be one that starts off as a series and goes into a movie, maybe, or how many episodes it'll be, if it'll get the Armor Wars treatment. Yeah. You know he doesn't have a contract anymore? Who? Don Cheadle. Yeah, no, apparently Feige is going to one-project deals now because mm-hmm. it's more talent-friendly, but it costs them so much money. Because they used to be like... Which they have. Yeah, which they now have. Which they have. It, it, it used to be, hey, sign a nine-movie deal with us, and we'll give you, like, some money. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, okay. We'll give you that same amount for one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty much what it's at now. He's just like, yeah, they send me scripts, and I go, all right. <laughs> I'll do it. Okay. Perfect. Sounds good. Thanks, Don Cheadle. <laughs> you the man. I'm so excited for the Armor Wars movie, dude. Oh, yeah. I hope there's scrolls in it just for you. It's following Secret Invasion. <laughs> they put him in the scroll show and then said, you know what? He gets a movie too. That's a double feature made for Nick. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think about the Vision Quest series officially happening? Let us know as we move on to the box office. The box office. Nick, what were our predictions from last week? All right, Dalton, you had Black Adam at number one. <laughs> Ticket to Paradise, number two. Smile. Number three, Pray for the Devil, number four, and Halloween Ends, ending the list in fifth. I had Black Adam as number one, Ticket to Paradise, number two, Pray for the Devil, number three, Smile, number four, and Halloween Ends, ending in fifth. So basically, we just swapped three and four. We swapped three and four, yes. One of us was right. Mm-hmm. It was you. <laughs> we get to do the actual Mondays today. Yes, these, of these the are Sunday the Friday. final yeah. Monday numbers that I'm about to read off. Yes, go on. Coming in first was Black Adam making a $27 million, dropping 59% from week one to read two, which is about normal. Mm-hmm. A little 55 is more preferred, but 59 is not terrible. Coming in second was Ticket to Paradise, dropping only 40% from week mm-hmm. one to week two. Very good drop, making another $9 million. Good for Clooney. Good for yes. Roberts. Good for them all. Coming in third was Pray for the Devil, making $7 million in its first weekend. Coming in fourth, Smile, making another $5 million. And coming in fifth, Halloween Ends, making another $4 million. Let's dive into the top five, shall we? We've had, in the past like month, we've had two. You got one right, I got one right, too. Yeah, yeah. You know what happens next week? We should start betting. I got 20 listen, on next nook. <laughs> listen, listen. Morgan made me a lot of money the other night. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep betting. It's... It's fine. You're going to make her pick the five for you. Yeah, I'll be like, hey, pick them. Pick them. Let's you go. This. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> uh, this might happen. <laughs> we'll get intense here. <laughs> Just like camping. Intense. Mm. Hold on. It's been a while since I've been able to use <laughs> yeah, that on a new person. A new yeah, yeah. I, as far as I haven't made that one yet. I know. You should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's dive into Halloween ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Must we? On a budget of $20 million, it has now made 95 worldwide, making 4.8 times its budget. Jason Blum. Dude, you can't go wrong. Congratulations to Jason Blum, and congratulations <laughs> to Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. I'm very happy for the two of you. Coming in fourth was Smile, making $186 million worldwide on a budget of, I believe, what was 17 Shmoney. Shmoney. Shmoney in the bag. And Pray for the Devil has made $7 million. It's only open domestically. Uh, I can't find the budget for Pray for the Devil, but I, I imagine it wasn't that high, so $7 million might be good. 
Maybe not. <laughs> Coming in second was Ticket to Paradise, which worldwide has $121 million. God damn, good for them. But it was made on a budget of 60 Oh, not it's good for them. It's only made twice its budget back so far. That's what happens when you cast George Clooney and Julie Roberts in your movie. That movie yep. costs more than Halloween Ends. Wow. By more than double. Jeez. And number one this week, Black Adam has officially crossed $250 million worldwide and was made on a budget of $200 million. So it's made 1.3 times its budget. Got some climbing to do. Is it going? It's not going to make that. Probably not. Not with Black Panther coming out next week. No. I think it might get to 400. Does anything come out this week? A lot of Oscar movies do. Oh, okay, cool. Which I'm behind on. Behind. Surprise, Nicholas. I'm behind. What? Um, but, uh, but yes. So those were the box office results. Let's do predictions for next week. Yes. So since there's not too many new releases coming out next week, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like smaller releases going wider. Yeah. Here's my predictions. Go on. Black Adam number one. Okay. Ticket to Paradise number two. Okay. Fuck it. Smile number three. Okay. Pray for the Devil number four. Uh Uh-huh. Halloween Ends number five. Same. See your exact same prediction. The exact same predictions. I'm doing it. All right. Call me crazy. I'm a go. You know what? Call me crazy. Crazy. I'm keeping mine the same. What the fuck is about to happen? (sighs) Can I tell you why I'm doing my same and not switching? Why? Because I don't think... Pray for the Devil's been getting good word of mouth. Mm. And I think its drop is going to be significant. Ah. I think next week it made seven this weekend. I think next week it makes... Two. Okay. I don't have any logic for mine otherwise, other than I wanted to swap them. <laughs> but then it'd be the same as yours. So And you won this time. Let's just make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I hope one of the Oscar movies sneaks in there. That'd be cool. That'd be nice, yeah. I've, I haven't heard of either of them, though. That's the... Yeah. Triangle of Sadness, Tar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Till. Um, Armageddon Time. Armageddon Time. Yeah. I hope Terrifier 2 just fucking sweeps. <laughs> oh, the Banshees of Inishirin come out. I don't think that'll have enough to It won't, to but I, I'm just there. excited about it. I do want to see that. that it looks, looks very great. good. That comes out this week? I think limited. I don't know if it'll be here. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, either way, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, leave your box office predictions in the comments below. And I believe that's all we had for the show today, Nicholas, right? That is, yes. We... Uh... Did not have a movie review for this week, unfortunately. We did not. You know, life gets busy sometimes. And Sorry. I was sick. <laughs> yep. Sorry that we failed you. Um, and I don't feel like doing the ad readings. So that's it for today. That's good for me. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you next week.